Ah, but I got my water. Staying hydrated. Hey, temperature up there, bro. Say that again. What up there? Say that Here. one more time. It was going in and out. What was the temperature up there? Oh, like, um, like recently, like today, like. Yeah, today, because down, down here it was like 103, 102. So it was triple digits. Today, I believe we hit 99. Uh, yesterday, we were at 101. It fluctuates kind of. So, yeah, that's where it's been at here. We've been in the low hundreds, high 90s throughout, like since the beginning of June. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I stepped outside and I immediately started sweating today. Like it was that hot. Oh dang. Wow. Okay. All right. Man, yeah, it's been it's been a hot summer. It's really been a hot summer. And um yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. Ain't ain't been too much of a hot girl summer or a hot boy summer. I don't even know. Is hot boy summer actually even a thing now that I think about it? Is it? It might is be. hot boy summer even a thing? Is hot boy summer thing? It might be. It might be for some people. Might be. It fluctuates. Um, but okay, y'all clearly not here to hear us talk about um it being hot as Hades um in hot boy and hot girl summers. Y'all not here to hear us talking about that. We could do a whole episode on that. That'd be pretty funny. But that's not what we do here at Sports XD. We talk sports and try to keep it nothing but sports. Uh, sometimes that doesn't happen because, you know, we can get off topic sometimes. Um, we apologize for that, but those are usually some of the good things. Wow. I, I just went on a whole rant there for no reason. I don't know. But like, you know, this lovely, cool map. I'm not even, I don't have a masculine voice. A lot of people say I have a small voice, but it's your boy Slick Robin. We are back on the mic like we never left. I technically have never left, and y'all y'all already know what the deal is. There was no introduction needed because I'm here almost every day. I'm always at the table, even though this is a late night sesh. Um, yes, sir. I, I haven't missed the episode in so long. I've been committed, I think, like Kobe was to the Lakers. <laughs> I feel committed. I actually know. Yeah, I haven't missed the episode in forever. But um, but yeah, y'all not here to talk about my greatness of, of this part. <laughs> so, hey, uh, might as well call you the goat. I'm weak. But yeah, but and y'all of course y'all hear my lovely my lovely um um co co anchor here on Sports XD. My our boy Prodigy is in the building. He's back. Yeah, um, don't know what your last episode was, but you were here not too long ago. It might have been the last sports we did. Last sports. Last yeah. sports. Yeah, you you know, 
every month you will hear the both of our voices on sports xd doing it like it's nothing having a normal conversation um honestly bro we're gonna switch it up we're not having a conversation at the table we're having a conversation at the bar let's talk mm. about it the bar we're having a conversation at the bar sports xd happens at the bar not the cafeteria table y'all boys get that straight get it straight get we're it straight. xd for a reason xd bro like let's get into it we're at we're at the college bars chopping it up about sports and man let's already you know we get at the bars we get our lovely tacos going so we're gonna have a good taco or bad taco today prodigy what, like what they got on the menu for good taco bad taco today I had a couple of orders or ideas, but I don't know. I'm gonna let you pitch. I'm gonna let you do the order for good taco, bad taco. What you got for me today, my boy? I'm saying good taco. I'm actually gonna go on the upside that everybody's been talking about. Gas prices, man. Recently, gas was four four eighty nine up here, or close to four. Yeah, four eighty nine. Today is dropped on. Whopping thirty cents down to four fifty six. Um, I feel like that's a great taco. There's nothing bad about that one. Gas just dropping down is tremendous for everybody at this point. That's, uh, that's great. That's great. More money in my pockets because I was putting like fifty in for a tank of gas, full tank of gas. Now uh, oh, it's about forty five ish, give or take just depends and i feel that um gas here um and atl's been kind of the same for about past month and a half we're around like right around you guys 459 some places are 499 but that's if you're like deep in downtown where i'm at but uh hell i'm still able to find good spots for like 459 so i just have to drive literally 10 minutes to get some good gas instead of getting 489 where i'm at like directly by my house so that's pretty good but yeah, good taco, bad taco. These gas prices, man. <sighs> gas has just been crazy. But you know what's been gas lately is a lot of the stuff in sports. It's a lot has actually happened in sports since we last talked to you guys. It's always that since we only get one day out the month to talk sports with you guys. But it's always enjoyable. We meet up at the bar. We get to chopping. We're gonna start off actually with the MLB here. Um. We got to. We haven't spoken about the MLB in a while. I wish our boy Kid Kev was here at the bar to help chop up with MLB. He's our MLB expert, but of course, Kid Kev um, is trying to be an influencer. Got his little internships with TikTok going, so he's too busy for us. And that no, oh wait, I forgot. I'm sorry. It's overtime, Kev. Now, whatever it's called. Uh, but yeah, he's got his things going on, so he can make it. Bro, but it's the only reason why he said overtime, Kev, is because of Evan's overtime, Megan, bro. Oh, so he's trying to he's trying to hop on the the a trend. Okay, so he's not being original. Yeah, like she do what in his video or something on TikTok. <laughs> That's bro. cool. That's cool. But Kev, let me just say, you still you can't forget the boys when you make it to the top, respectfully. But let's get into the MLB, and we're gonna start with an interesting um interesting news that broke out a couple of days ago. The MLB is actually allowing teams to advertise CBD, CBD products like that's a. That's nothing too big, nothing too major. We won't hop on it too long, but that's just an interesting thing to hear, considering how the MLB is one of their those like one of those like you know leagues that really frowns upon you know certain things like of certain enhancements and all that. But they're letting them advertise CBD, so that, I think that's a you know marijuana becomes legal in the United States in some places. So I I think necessarily 
this is a good thing for the MLB better way to you know players making more money that they already don't need to make the MLB is the highest paid sport right if I'm not mistaken yeah so hey that's another win-win for them hey bro what's next they should probably let people actually um have smell see um sell CBD stuff at games that would be lit <laughs> yeah that would be yeah what do you think about that like that them advertising CBD products I mean it's it is definitely it's definitely a change of scenery for sure um just knowing how like um just knowing how like some just how strict the NBA I mean not NBA MLB was on just performance drugs and just drugs in general um I guess they're taking in that direction of the step of the NFL because you know how the NFL also um said it's okay for players to use or to use like CBD or smoke weed as uh as they say but um yeah I feel like it's it's a great directional step uh all around but um moving on we still got uh what is it nothing too much here you know the braves just have uh, been on fire lately nothing too bad they're still fourth uh, and i believe in the nle east or west or whatever I can't remember where they're at but yankees are still on top and that hasn't changed for a while and it's going to be that way for a good minute but we don't have too much to talk about MLB right now. Season just started. It's on their way. But let's move into something even more interesting that me and Prodigy, we could talk about. We always say there's one thing we could talk about for a whole episode, and only that it would be college football. But, of course, that doesn't happen here because we have to talk about more than other things. But let's talk some college football real quick, Prodigy. Your boys are back at it again. These them lovely boys up there. And what do you call it? Where do they play? Prodigy, where do they play again? Where does um, where does who play? That lovely stadium, that lovely stadium up there, in the trenches, oh, the, the cold, the horseshoe. Yes, and I can't remember the name of the stadium. I can't remember the name of the stadium. I just call it the horseshoe. That trademark team, the Ohio State University, landed not one but two four-star receivers in the number two overall ranked player in the in the nation coming out of high school if i believe class of 22 or 23 and brandon ennis and the number 57 ranked player and noah rogers both two four-star receivers um coming out of high school and they are going they have committed to the ohio state university and oh my god that is well that I would I would say that's big, but that's 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 I think that's normal now. Can we just say it's normal for Ohio State to just get these really big players like it's nothing? Like it's like they secretly I would say Ohio State secretly just is one of the better recruiting. They don't get talked a lot of talked to, well, they do, but it's very undercover. They it's just talked about a lot in the recruiting process and they just did it again like it's nothing. Got two basically two top 10 receivers coming out of high school to go and play for them with. And of course, you know, Ohio state always has a quarterback just sitting back there, like 
that could be three star, four star, prudential NFL star. It doesn't matter. But Ohio State's back at it, and I know that's good for I know that's good for Prodigy to hear. Um, since he's an Ohio State fan. Um, but also, we just love to hear. Also, let's not even let's not forget. Um, this is probably bigger news for me that I saw is number two running back in the class of 2023, Ruben Owens committed to Louisville. He literally had the choices of he could have went to Bama, Georgia. Um, I thought he was going to Auburn. This man chose Louisville, the ACC over all these SEC teams. I'm going to just say it. That's pretty major. I don't know. Like, how do you feel just about these these two big, um, you know, commit these these three commitments um that just happened in the last week like how do you feel about that like looking forward to like the next season the season after that like how do you feel about these how do you feel about this well for Ohio State to get two wide receivers is kind of major because we lost we lost two um that well yeah well yeah you did lose two not three Jamison Williams went to Alabama last year so yeah yeah um so that that's a big that's a big check mark in the books for sure and like the the running back the running back to Louisville was an actual shocker um because one it just proves like since these new NIL deals are coming out their colleges are just the ones that can throw those big offers are throwing them and then you know you get a school like Louisville not really having like such a big market or having like as many championships or going to the college football playoffs other than like Alabama, Georgia, those big SEC schools, you know, it just, it's just like he's there for, for one reason and one reason only, and that's to put in some work and, you know, yeah. uh, definitely got to, catch him in some games yeah like he's the number two overall player in the country for the class of 2023 and he's going to louisville i think that's crazy and whoa a big steal just happened in the draft um we'll get to that later we're recording as the draft is going on guys and it has been this has been a doozy we're going to get to the draft and the nba draft in a bit but let's move on to the bigger right before we get out of college football we got to talk about it prodigy news broke major well not too major but major considering the name attached to this person but we got that boy arch manning committing to tech t- wait wait hold on i said i said that right arch yeah. manning committing to the law lo- the longhorns mm-hmm. crazy i was actually surprised i really thought he would stick to- i really thought he'd do the old miss route Honestly, you know, call it young, you know, Eli, but nah, I, wait, wait, Eli was Ole Miss, right? Eli was Ole Miss, Peyton was Tennessee. Tennessee. So, hey, I, I, you know, that's, that's, that's interesting because, you know, I really, because, um, what's his name? Lane Kiff, Kiffin? Yeah. Is that him? Uh, Ole Miss mm-hmm. was out there recruiting hard, um, pulling up. I forget what car it was. Um, just recruiting hard. It was it was really heavy too. And then I think Alabama. I knew Alabama didn't didn't have him when Saban says he's 
he stopped like recruiting well not really recruiting or just stop wondering where Archie Manning is doing yeah he he just said he'll he'll let the circus I think he said he'll let the circus continue without him or whatever yeah um but we'll see we'll see what happens in uh in Texas since now they're they are joining the SEC um it's going to be something interesting for sure. Yeah. Do you think, um, and that was the question we were getting to, do you think Arch Manning, of course, you know, uh, Texas getting, not necessarily we could call a generational player. It could be a generational player in the coming years just because of the name attached to him. He already is like one of the, I think he's the top player in the country coming out of his class of high school. Do you think Texas will actually be able to compete in the SEC? Well, the time Arch Manning arrives, do you think they'll be able to compete, like, you know, like, with a quarterback like that? Texas is, you know, Texas is actually one of those teams that offensively are sound. Defensively is where they've struggled. So, with a guy like Arch Manning, do you think he'd be able to get them over the hump, like, to win those shootout games with teams like, you know, the the Alabamas, the, I wouldn't necessarily say the, well, the Georgias, you know, the those type of teams, even Tennessee, Tennessee's known to put up numbers, Florida, you know, teams, those offensive power teams in SEC, you think they'll be able to keep up with them with Arch Manning? Like, cause he's a, dude's got a cannon, his mechanics are crazy. Um, Do you think they'll be able to keep up with those teams? Cause you know, Alabama's gonna keep recruiting. Georgia defensively will only get better. It's like a matter of, do you think they'll be able to scheme well with Arch Manning? Like, like how do you, how do you think that's going to well how do you think it might look with for Arch Manning in Texas like going against those type of teams like because I I feel there's going to be shootouts and whatnot I don't know that's just me thinking there's there going to be some shootouts and I feel like there's going to be a shootout before like Missouri yeah definitely Missouri Vanderbilt who's the other one in the SEC um. Um, I, I, just off the top of my head, those two for sure. Yeah. Um, offensive wise, I'm not. I'm not really worried about Texas. It's the defensive wise, defensive side of the ball, just really, because uh, knowing how the Big Twelve was, they weren't. It was like a shootout every week, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, really, no defense being played. And I think that's my only worry about Texas. It's just defensive wise. Because if you get a team like then Oklahoma's supposed Kansas. to be hopping in there too, right? Yeah, because yeah, because if mm. you get a team like Georgia, Kentucky, and Alabama, I don't. I'm not. Is Texas A&M to really come out and run the score up though? Or they just have that. Nah, not necessarily. They've gotten better defensively. Offensively, I think they've actually taken a step back when they lost Kellen Mond. I don't I don't right. know. I don't know how they look offensively. Defensively, they've gotten way better, considering how they were able to contain, even though Alabama still put up 30 points on them, they were able to at least con- defensively, they were able to pressure Alabama, which caused him to zoom like Bryce Young to zoom out a little bit. So, you know, that's I think there's still a team that could possibly make some noise there. It's just a who knows how our boy Jimbo Fisher is going to be able to like. Can you really trust? 
I'm just saying, I don't know if I could trust him to even stay in Texas saying them. That's just me, but hey, you know, that's just it's gonna be interesting to watch for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But moving on, y'all boys, moving on. We could, oh, I could talk about college football all day. Uh, Florida State has started their training, and boy, it has been a doozy. But we're not here to talk about Florida State. Um, we could do better, better things, and we're going to. We're going to get into the NFL and Omar. I'm gonna try not to be on the NFL too long. But, bro, a lot has happened in the NFL since we last chatted. We're going to get all the bad bad tacos out the way. We're going to talk about all the bad beefy tacos. No, I'm sorry. Beef tacos are good, just not the ones from Taco Bell. If you get beef tacos from Taco Bell, just prepare to be – well, anything from Taco Bell, really. But um, let me stop. But let's get the bad tacos out the way. We had some depths in the NFL community the past few weeks, which have been rough, you know, one that shot me to my core was when Jeff Gladney, um, I was a big fan of him when he was drafted in 2020, when he he passed away in a car crash on May 30th. And then not even two days later, Marion Barber, former running back for the Cowboys and my Chicago Bears was found dead in his apartment. And, and then just yesterday, just yesterday or a couple of days ago, as we were recording this, Jalen Ferguson, linebacker, oh, oh such a good linebacker. I think probably the best linebacker in that Ravens group outside of Patrick Queen, Jalen Ferguson passed away, um, linebacker for the Ravens. Um, and another Raven, former Raven D-tackle, Tony Siragusa, who won the Super Bowl with Ray Lewis and Shannon Sharp, he passed away at age 55. So a lot of depths have hit the NFL community, and you know, we're sending out our prayers to their family, loved ones, close ones, um, players they played with, teammates. It's you know, death is a death is just hard. We also had an NBA player died, um, right? Like a couple weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. G League. Yeah. yeah, man, it's just death's been hitting. It's been like I, I told Prop, me and Prodigy talked like a couple weeks ago. And we were like, it's gonna be a cold summer. Yeah, well, it's a hot summer, but it's also cold gonna be a summer, bro. it's gonna be a cold summer too. But let's talk about good news. Let's get to the good stuff of the NFL. Our boy Fitzmagic did retire, um, but he's going to be joining Thursday Night Football with that boy Richard Sherman. They're going to be analysts for Thursday Night Football, so that's going to be really cool to see um, two veterans. Two veterans. Um, I thought Richard Sherman was coming back. Looks like he might retire, actually. So it's pretty cool to see um, Ryan Fitzpatrick still in the NFL realm. Um, one of the, the journeyman quarterback, as they call him, he's back, so we like to see that like prodigy what honestly do you think like speaking of this do you think thursday night football has like a better i think thursday night football has slowly become more interesting than i would say like monday night or sometimes even sunday night football considering who they actually be having uh, on the panels like how do you think what do you think about these guys um being analysts for thursday night football like together i think that's gonna be pretty cool I think it's uh, well. For one, I thought when I saw Richard Sherman, I was like, "So did Bro retire?" And then I just kind of put it on the back burner because I was like, "Maybe he's gonna pull one of those things if a team, if a playoff or Super Bowl contending team needs a corner due to injuries, then he'll come back." Um, 
it's interesting because you see how well Tony Tony Romo is is doing being like a commentator as much as I don't like him commentating on games that I watch. Um, he does good, and then um, what? Who is it? Akeem Talib also does good commentating as well when he has um, done some commentating games. Like I think I was watching one Jaguar game. I forgot who it was against, and he was commentating. And I actually enjoyed it, not necessarily the game, but just the commentating. That's the only reason why I stuck around to even watch the game. So I'll see how Fitch Magic and Sherm do on their first Thursday night commentary. Oh, yeah, and it's going to be dope because we're going to have the San Diego. Oh, whoa. Whoa, sorry, y'all. The Los Angeles Android Chargers and the Kansas City. Wait, the Oakland Raiders, right? Or the Chiefs? I think it's the Raiders. You mean the Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders? I'm butchering everything right now, y'all boys. We're going to, yeah, that first Thursday night's game going to be the Las Vegas Raiders and the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Possibly my favorite game of the year last year, Um, without question. Um, Even better than the Super Bowl. Sorry, guys. But greatest, greatest game ever, bro. So good. But let's continue. A couple things are going on. A lot of crazy stuff. Gronk finally retired. I'm surprised he retired, but Gronk retired. Um, and probably the biggest thing we're going to talk about here. There's a lot of news that happened in NFL, but let's just cover the big stuff here. Like the elephant in the room, bro. We got to address it. This man, Deshaun Watson, bro. They're possibly talking about maybe suspending him for the entire year with this ongoing investigation dealing with the Texans and these how this community of women. I'm gonna just say that the community of women, like, like, so, like, did you th- okay? And of course, the Browns have let Baker Mayfield not show up to camp, um, just due to the whole situation going on with him trying to seek out a trade. Um, he technically they don't really want him there. He doesn't want him there, so. But now this whole thing with Deshaun Watson's coming up and, you know, they're talking about suspending him for the entire year or maybe half the season. What, Prodigy, um, what do you, well, I'm going to go first on this. I personally think that, one, Baker Mayfield, out of all things, um, I get the situation is rough. Um, You know, they, you know, they work saying they were committed to Baker Mayfield and then they go get Deshaun Watson, this last minute trade clause thing, um, whatever, 230 mil guaranteed, went all in on him. Um, So yeah, you definitely don't want to be there. You're not the starter. But Baker, I would take this as a time to prove yourself. You know, you were technically, if you had this whole excuse, you were injured the entire year last year, so you couldn't play well. I would say to make yourself a good candidate to get signed by one of these teams that desperately need a quarterback, uh, you know, the Panthers, the Seahawks, I think I'm missing a team. It doesn't matter. There's a if you want to make a good case to be another starter in this league with another team, take the chance if if Deshaun Watson has to sit, ball out a little bit, you know, don't throw many intercepts. Because if you sit out, that degrades your value. Because that's basically a whole year of not seeing what you're really capable of healthy. And I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. Um 
But what do you think the Browns should do about this QB situation involving Deshaun Watson possibly being suspended the entire year or half the season? And also Baker Mayfield not wanting to play for them at all, not showing up to training camp. They can force him to come to training camp now. I guess there's a rule, but what do you think the Browns should do about this whole crazy situation with their backup quarterback and their starting quarterback? What do you think they, what should they do at the quarterback position in general? Well, for one, if I was the Browns, just knowing as of what's going on with the whole Deshaun Watson ordeal, I wouldn't be so quickly to move Baker. Because if you do so happen to suspend him the whole season, half the season, and what is there, like 18 weeks? 18 weeks, 17 games. Okay. So, like, if you suspend them half the, half the season, it could go either way. Baker can lead you to f- four and three, or he can lead you six and one, seven and zero. So, it could be either way. And I feel like that's the best possible backup they have at that moment um unless they they got they signed a a veteran quarterback Jacoby Brissett and they have Joshua Dobbs no Joshua Dobbs out there wait is he is it Joshua Dobbs as well or is it just Jacoby? they have Jacoby Brissett I know for sure Jacoby Brissett is not the Browns oh then never mind ship that man off bro um because just knowing how his career started he was just he had like four five four or five different head coaches and just the star which i've been seeing possibly or um if he possibly goes to seattle um it'd be something interesting for sure because then he wouldn't be relying on the really run heavy offense that he was running like the Panthers maybe maybe more passing attempts uh let's see I can only see it with Seattle roll out with the play action pass but we'll just have to to see I I if the Browns I'm getting them out of there possibly getting a third or fourth round pick um necessarily don't need a player Hmm. Oh, dang, a third or fourth round pick for a first overall pick. I mean, I un, I, I get that, honestly, due to the gratitude of Baker Mayfield's antics with the Browns. They always haven't been the best of terms due to how he was in that system. Um, But Baker's had talent around him, and that's another thing that just makes me question Baker Mayfield as a starter. He's had too much talent around him. He made the playoffs, yes. But he beat the Steelers, who were a meteoric team that year. I'm sorry, guys. They were a meteoric team. They it, list goes on. But it's a – I just – you know, he had Austin Hooper. He had OBJ, who just won a Super Bowl. He had probably the best running back tandem in the NFL with Kareem Hunt and um Mr. Uh, – what's his name? He's a quad father. What's his name? Nick Chubb. Like, I, I – and he – I know he was injured last year, but there's just been time. 
the Browns in general just have had good players and just can't seem to really put it together. Maybe it's because they haven't had a full head coach. That could be it, but yeah. But yeah, let's continue on. Deshaun Watson. Um, we talked about this man last sports new sports XD, but that man Tyreek Hill decided to say he's taking accuracy for Tua over Patrick Mahomes, and that has led to a lot of outcry from Chiefs fans and everyone around the NFL. He apparently has received death threats from this. Um, first of all, don't condone anyone sending somebody death threats. Um, you stupid just do something better with your life but for Tyreek Hill um I know that's your quarterback but sir why why waste your breath saying this this man Patrick Mahomes first of all two is not delivering that freaking what was what was that play called in the Super Bowl they ran where he just threw it up the haymaker to Tyreek and Tyreek went and got it? Two is not doing Check that. Wasps. No, they're not they're not running that wasp play at all. Yeah, wasp. No, you're not getting wasp from two or Tyreek. I'm sorry, but Tyreek, why was that? Like prodigy, like when you saw this, what did you think about Tyreek Hill saying this, bro? Delusional. <laughs> that, that's it, bro. I mean, it's delusional. Like I get it. You're with the new team, and then like what he talked about on why he wanted a trade. I get it. But you can't act like Patrick Mahomes was just... I feel like if the Chiefs never would have got Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek never would have. He would still kind of be a kick returner. Jalen Ramsey would still be clowning him like he did. What did Jalen yeah. say? You made the Pro Bowl as a return specialist. Return specialist. We might still be having that conversation, but Tyreek Hill changed his game. He really elevated his game that last year they had Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes his first year. That's when his game really elevated. It just went up to heights when Patrick was started. Yep. Like Patrick changed your career, Tyreek. Come on. Like, we get it. You wanted your money. You got your money. Will you be back to the Super Bowl? I think not. Not right now. Maybe later, nah. but not right now. Like, come on. Like, let's be let's be reasonable here. Like, come on. But moving on, last bit of NFL news. We're going to be talking about the Los Angeles Rams just throwing their actually a couple things. But the let's talk about these Los Angeles Rams just throwing their money out of the water like it's nothing. Just they're participating in the Oprah challenge. You get money. You get a deal. You get a deal. You get a deal. You get a deal. Just splurging money out there, bro. Like, where do I even begin? Well, let's just begin at the top with these lovely Los Angeles Rams, bro. First things first, what do they do? They go out and revise this man. Well, first things first, they went and got Bobby Wagner for for, for 50 mil. Like, let's just put that in perspective. Go get Bobby Wagner, who's probably top top five linebackers in the NFL right now. Cool, no problem. $50 million deal worth, I believe. I think he has 40 mil guarantee. Some got a good amount guaranteed. He's Bobby Wagner. Then you restructure Aaron Donald. You revise Aaron Donald's contract. Give him a $40 million raise with 65 mil guaranteed now he's the highest paid def- well 
highest played player outside of highest paid non-QB player in NFL history, AD, 99, 99 overall every year in Madden. And then to top it off, what do they do, bro? Give this man Cooper Cup a three-year extension worth $80 million, 75 mil guaranteed. Now under Cup's new contract, he's slated to, I believe, 2026 or whatever, or 2026, I think. Now it's a five-year deal, $110 million, average of $22 million a year as a wide receiver. And remember, they signed that man, Allen Robinson, for $20 million a year. And, of course, you know, you just have – who won the Super Bowl MVP? Was it Matthew Stafford, the quarterback? Actually, that is an excellent question. Did Stafford win MVP? I think it was Coop. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, definitely Coop. Coop, yeah, 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 Coop, yeah, Coop, yeah, Coop won that MVP. Yeah, but Matthew Stafford, let's talk about it. Um, Traded for him, big deal. So, like, that's just a lot of money that apparently the Rams have. And, of course, they have the highest-paid corner in the NFL, Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> Well, I read Aaron Donald's contract, and they said if he retires and decides to come back, he gets thirty mil guaranteed. If he retires and come back, <laughs> if he retires and comes back, he gets thirty mil guaranteed. Oh wow! I'm gonna just say it. It's a good day to be a player on the Rams. Well. To, to be one of them players on the Rams. Because basically, even if you poop shit the bed for the next however many years, you still get paid at least a good $30 million. Until the NFL sign me my pension check. <laughs> oh, God. Sign me that right now. But goodness gracious. Yeah, like before we get to these questions regarding the NFL, a couple other things, Prodigy, that we should definitely talk about. Um I had to, we had we have to talk about this. This is your team here, even though I don't know how long you're going to be claiming them. Um, and no, guys, we're not talking about our lovely Jaguars. We'll always root for the Jaguars, even though they will always disappoint us. And but anyway, let's talk about it. Your boy, we got another receiver asking for money. Your boy, Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. He hasn't reported to. He won't report to camp. He didn't report to mini camp. He says he's not pulling up to training camp until they get your commanders get him a new deal. Done, bro. I don't see how much we gotta pay him, bro. Just get it done, please, please. Because make him the highest paid wide receiver, bro. We got the money for it. We got the money for it. Like prodigy, this is like this is my question for you as a Commanders fan, and obviously, well, I'm giving him 124 mil guaranteed. Guaranteed <laughs> for Terry McLaurin. 124 mil guaranteed. Oh, did you not see the week one catch against the Chargers? I need that. I need that. Bro, uh, who else we got left? A rookie in Curtis Samuel who has a state hope. You got Deami Brown. You got oh who who else you got? Do you still bro, got Kim Sims? It's not scary, bro. No, none of them are scary Terry. Scary Terry is uh, one of the top five receivers in the NFL. Bro, I'll actually believe in in signing bonus, bro. And this is man, bro. I believe in signing bonus with him, bro. Anybody else, I don't believe in signing bonus, bro. What is signing bonus? 
Wow, it's so crazy. As we're talking about your commanders, your Warriors just drafted Tyrese Martin in the, in the NBA draft out of UConn, forward out of UConn. We're about to get to that. Um, but I don't but, like that. But, man, yeah, it's just – can we speak about this? The receiver market in the NFL is going as crazy as the quarterbacks. Like, everyone wants their money. And this is a – like, and me and you talked about this. Well, we talked about this off – um outside the bar um before we do believe that in the next 10 years the quarterback position isn't going to be the highest paid position in the nfl like considering how these receivers like receivers have become more flashy and they're apparently be seen they're they're really testing their value in the market like this is just interesting like prodigy do you think like considering now that every receiver wants to get paid how do you think these teams are going to be able to deal with this? Because corners are trying to get paid. Like corner, like a couple of years ago, it was the corners trying to get all this money with Jalen and them, Jalen, Jair, Stefan Gilmore, all these people. Now it's receivers, Devontae, Tyreek. The list goes on for these receivers trying to get paid. Like, how do you think this like where do you think the team's gonna to have to really prioritize spending their money outside of the quarterback position? Do you think it's going to be on the defensive side, or do you going to think they're going to have to really buy you these receivers? Because like the receivers, I'm not saying they're re- they're re- reproducible, but they're they're drafted the most in the draft, or the undrafted players are mainly receivers. So like, do you really pay them that much money? Like I'm like I've always had this question, and like we went into it off off outside the bar once. Like, what do you think? How do you think these teams are going to really go about giving these receivers? You just going to think ship them off? Like, how do you think? How do you see this happening? Exactly in the next couple of years. That's a tough one. And it all, all depends because like, it, it depends on do you want to build the via the draft or are you just like the Bucks and Rams of the NFL and say, I just want to win now and just go and just get these receivers and send them to an ungodly amount of money. Um, it just depends wh- what the team's GM mindset is on or who he or the GM speaking to like the head coach and the other people in the front office. If it's me, you just have to You'd have to go in and get key pieces you want. Um, knowing if you want a wide receiver, try and get the one that you know you can get to come to your team. Like, yeah, you could throw, say, like 100 mil guaranteed and like have them 80 million a year. And you're not like, and your team is not nowhere near playoff contention or like fighting for a playoff spot, then you're just creating numbers just to create numbers. So like you, you gotta play play the game wisely. Like get get a wide receiver you know that will come to your team for sure and play for your team. And also for like the defensive side, um, 
the corner the corner spot can be very iffy. Um, just just knowing how some corners are, um, because you can pay pay a corner some good money and then like injuries perhaps. So it just, it really all depends. For me, I'd spread it out. Maybe to defense, I'll pay highly, and then to offense, I'll pay highly, and then you just work around the pieces that you got and that you paid the most money for and just work around them and just kind of spread your money like that is how I would do it. Yeah, I, I feel you there. I would kind of do the same. Um, I would... I always start, you know, you always start the quarterback, but I would honestly, I would start primarily, I would get, I would, I would pay my receivers first, um, honestly, um, because my quarterback, for him to be successful, he needs weapons, so I would take care of receivers first, first. and um, then I would go for my corners, um, that's just me, um, but I do, you know, we'll get to this later, but, you know, the tight end market's going to be going up soon. Let's just talk about it. Um, Mark Andrews is going to be seeking a deal. Um, who else? Uh, Darren Waller's already seeking a deal. So, yeah, Travis Kelsey's just chilling because he's winning playoff games and Super Bowls, but he's going to be <laughs> – they're going to be having to cough up that money soon. He basically – he is their best receiver on the team. But anyway, that's not that important right now. Last thing before we move on, you know, the Eagles better win the division. That's all we've been saying this. The Eagles, Eagles fans out there, our boy um two time and our boy, whatever his name. Oh, Charlie. Yeah, y'all Eagles better win the division. Y'all got Jarkiski Tart. Y'all have James Bradbury. Win the division. If y'all don't, literally the most saddest thing to see in the NFL this year. Um but I have a question for you, Prodigy. Who do you think mm-hmm. is winning the AFC North? Because like this, like this division is scarily becoming the best division in the NFL. Because the Steelers just got the D tackle from the Bengals, who was supposed to sign with my Bears, Larry Ogunjobi, and not even that, they also extended Minka Fitzpatrick, and they already got just a good defensive core, like. And then also you can't even forget about the Bengals beefed up their old line. Lamar got some weapons. Well, Lamar got Lamar. That's what I'm gonna say. I still don't know how I feel about the Ravens. Um, and Cleve, but Cleveland they may have Deshaun. You know, there's a may. But Prodigy, who do you think's winning the AFC North? Because you know th- this division is really, really difficult and. I think all the teams made good moves this offseason. Like, who do you think is winning that division? I'm about to say Steelers. Steelers? I think so. Yeah. I think they have the best QB room. They do. They got Mr. Bisky. Like, I don't quattro. I know when you hear this, you're gonna laugh, but let's just check. Mr. Trubisky has made the playoffs two times under Matt Nagy, who we can see was a horrible head coach. Trubisky knows how to win. He's a good game manager. They've got um the highest rated no the high, the drafted the highest quarterback in the draft. Can you pick it? Or was he the highest in the draft? He was. Yep. They've got a couple other quarterbacks. They 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 have a good quarterback room. I'm excited. Oh Mason, next motion. Um, yeah, but. 
I can rob you with the Steelers right now. I got the Steelers too. Um, I don't I don't have faith in the Ravens right now, even though our boy from Ohio State quad father J.K. Dobbins is back. I still don't trust the Ravens because I don't think they they've lost a lot on defense. And I know Marlon Humphrey's coming back, Marcus Peters, but they've lost a lot of line. They just lost the linebacker literally in real life. They the D tackles. They've released a couple D tackles. I don't have a chase in their defense, so I don't think Lamar's gonna be able to get the job done by himself. He's gonna have to go win another MVP. Still, that still can't get him a Super Bowl unless he literally does what Steph Curry did in the finals. But yeah, I'm going with the Steelers. I'm going with the Steelers without question. But oh, finally we're done with the NFL. Thank y'all for coming to our NFL TED Talk. Um, head ass, but not. Let's get into <laughs> it. Let's get into it. <laughs> Oh, Prodigy, I know you're going to be happy to do this. I'm going to let you take over this segment, honestly. I've been talking, mainly talking the entire set. I'm going to let you take over this last segment here with the NBA. And um, if I'm not mistaken, before I switch it off to you, if I'm not mistaken, do we have do we have anybody else in the bar? Do we have anybody else in the bar like that would like to come to our bar table and chat up with us? Like, I know it's just us right now, you know. Do we have a bartender? Like, did a bartender want to come? Do we have anybody else that wants to come and speak with us? Because we finna talk about the NBA, and I don't want to talk about the NBA, just me and you. I want to talk with someone else, too, you know. I love to have that yeah. extra ear. Yeah, we we we, we got ourselves a, a special guest. Um, he's been listening to us uh, for our hot, hot takes on the NFL uh, and the MLB, um, you know, He's not an NBA casual, folks. I'd like to say that. Get that out of the way. He's not an NBA casual. Yeah, tell it for um, the people in the back. Uh, he hates casuals. A super LeBron fan. Uh, oh, oh. Super, <laughs> I mean, I mean, super LeBron fans. So uh, if there's is he a crazier than is he, cra- is he crazier than two-time Turner? We've had two-time Turner on this show. Actually, two-time doesn't even sound like a like a like a bronze sexual. No, he's not. No, 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 no. Uh, he is one, but he hasn't talked like one on the podcast. One, he doesn't talk like one. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him actually. I'm, I'm gonna actually uh, let him introduce himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, pull up, pull up to the bar, and when he, hey, and y'all, and hey, bro, when you, well, we should probably let him know what to say when he introduces himself. But yeah, bro, let pro, come up to the bar table, bro. Pull up. Let's get him a drink. Let's get him a drink, folks. Like, um, so uh, you would like to introduce yourself? State your name. Uh, nothing too crazy or out the usual, you know. My name is Mark. Uh, big Lakers fan. Not happy with the season, but um, love basketball. Play a little basketball myself. Uh, can't go pro, but um, I'm gonna leave my Lakers to another trip soon. Okay. They, they, yep. They okay. got it. You got so it. So we have a yeah. basket. We have a we have a baller sitting at the sitting at the table, and um, it's gonna be this new um, it's gonna be this. When we have new guests join us um on Sports XD at this bar. I came up with this. We gonna let them. I'm gonna let them ask them what they drinking. Basically, and so what you're drinking is basically. What's going on? What's popping? What you've been doing? How's life going? Just let the cat let let the listeners get to know a little bit about you for about a good two minutes before we dive into this NBA. So, Mark, you said your name's Mark. He's a good friend of ours. So, Mark, what you drinking tonight at the sitting at the bar with us? What you drinking, bro? Right now, I've had a good couple of glasses of this NBA draft right here. 
Uh, I've been watching since round one, digging into round two here. Uh, been up to date here. I got the live draft going on, so I got all the updates. Sweet. I'm real interested to see uh, just really what some teams are looking to bring to the table here, what they're looking for, um, looking for these good draft picks, and uh, just trying to figure out what's happening this offseason and what we're getting into next season here. Uh, there's a bunch of guys that are supposed to, you know, do more this year, like the Nets, the Lakers. We expected more out of them. Uh, there's a bunch of unsung heroes that made it much better than we expected, like the Dallas Mavericks. No one thought they were going to get there. No one thought the Suns would sell in the end. But um, it's been interesting. Um, every year, about now, for like the last two years, it's been it's been interesting where you just don't know for sure who's going to win. Once we got out of that Cavs-Warriors area, which has been great basketball where every year it's a toss-up you know you just don't know what's gonna happen and uh i'm, I'm just excited to, to see where we're going this off season yeah i i feel that i feel that i feel that for real yeah man i i definitely feel that we about to oh we're about to get into it y'all boys let's get into it prodigy why don't you start us off with the first bit of news for the nba my boy of course it's your first team so i'm gonna let you just let have you know, moment. funny thing is when we got the finals matchup slick came to me and said congratulations y'all just won the chip and i was like nah bro because you know coming in the boston celtics had the, the number one defense in the playoffs um you know so that was my i was being humble like some other fans aren't, you know. I just, just gotta name some names, you know. Uh, our our good friend, two time himself, not really the humble Heat fan, by the way. Um, <laughs> oh just, boy. Uh, and he, I gotta throw another name out there too. Like like Robert said, if you're not on this podcast episode, hey, bro, you get slan- slander is bound to happen. If you don't show up to the bar, you get slandered. Yes. Shout out to Overtime Kev. Um, I just want to say your take of Heat and Four mm. was ridiculous, brother. Um, Heat and Four was crazy. Sounds wow. kind of casual to me. Sounds like casual. He said um, Heat and Four. He said oh. Heat and Four. If that I was on last. Speak, that was on last month's episode. He or was it? He put it on I Instagram. Think he said, it was on Instagram. It was on Instagram. Of course, facing the Celtics. He said Heat and Four. Um, I don't know what in his right mind that made think made him think Jason Tatum was just gonna roll over and die. Um, was a crazy take. Um, yeah, Kevin. Next time you make a crazy take like that again, I hope you've ever been drinking high or off some serious drugs because that was just a crazy take. But um, back to back to why we're really here about the NBA. Um, the Warriors win the NBA Finals of 2022, beating the Celtics four to two. Um, great series, by the way. Um, was it was it a great series? I don't know. It started off. It Mark, started off. you know, Mark, you actually. Mark, you actually, you know, you did my job for me. We were going to talk about the series, and you asked a valuable question. So, let's. I don't know. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. Since you're the, since you pulled up, you, you got your, you got your drink, Mark. Do you think it was a great series? Like, tell the people how you felt about that series. You're the, you're the NBA guy here. Like, how did you feel about that? Series? 
coming into this series, I was expecting this thing to go to seven. I originally predicted the Warriors in seven. And the reason I predicted them is because the Warriors have tried and true. This is a recipe for success. This isn't something new. This is a team with experience. This is a team who knows how to win. This is a team who's looked good. All six would put up more fight. Game one, they had a historic fourth quarter comeback. I said, you know what? The boys are showing heart, just like we showed in the last two series when it went to game seven versus the Bucks and it went to game seven versus the Heat. They showed heart to the end and they showed a heart all the way in the fourth quarter and they came back and won it. Curry went off in game two, game three. We get to game four, five, and six. I don't know what it was, but something in the locker room just must have been off because it looks like it was a completely different team out of Boston. The Warriors kept with their game plan. They were sending doubles at Curry, but even without Curry, they had other guys stepping up when it mattered. If Curry couldn't deliver or he went and joined 0 for 9 from 3, Wiggins stepped up, putting up 17 and 6, putting up like 27. He stepped up. Clay, he's not, he's not 100% back to what he was. He fulfilled his role. Jordan Poole didn't step up much, but he did enough. Their role players fulfilled their role and then more. When it comes to Boston at the end of the day, I don't know if it was a lack of aggression or if it was just the fact that it's a lot of nerves. There was no championship level players there who've been there before. So it was, it was, it's a learning curve you have to get with. Curry didn't have that learning curve with him and the Warriors. They've been here. They've done this before. And another thing I don't think gets talked about enough, not only Stephen Curry, but the whole Warriors team played amazing defense in the finals. Regular season, yeah, you can talk about Curry all you want to. When it comes down to when the moment matters, Curry plays defense. He plays it when it matters most. Jason Tatum looked completely uncomfortable. Jalen Brown would put up any shot that was physically possible. He didn't care if it was contested or not. And the world players just weren't playing great. At the end of the day, it looked like the Warriors team had been there and done this before, and there was just another trip in the road, and the Boston Celtics looked nervous. They looked absolutely terrified, like a deer in headlights. And when the moment came and the bright lights were shining on them, they didn't deliver. Yeah, I, I can, I completely agree. Um, honestly, like I was disappointed. Like I, I wasn't. I mean, I don't like the Celtics. Like guys, like if if you know me as a Bulls fan, number two team, top two teams I had in the NBA, the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics. Like, just period. Um, and so I was happy to see the Celtics lose, but I was upset. The fight, it's like you said, it looked like they just gave up. Jalen, Jason Tatum, who's one of my favorite NBA players right now, like I'm thinking he's going to be want to take the league. No, he, no, he, he, he sold. Jalen Brown honestly was the best. I for me, he was the best Celtic the entire series. Like that's uh, he, he, he had his off moments, but he didn't give. I, I don't think he gave up like Tatum did it was embarrassing um i think it was game five i just was like jason he lost hope like he literally crumbled kobe was looking down um, rpr man bean but kobe was looking down in disappointment like bro tell him to delete kobe's number he doesn't deserve to have one after that performance <laughs> kobe would have fought through the end he would have said you know what can't no one make this shake i'm gonna make a bucket i'm gonna bring us back in and on and on kobe's willing to carry the load jason tatum had andrew Wiggins guarding him who he's a good defender, but I mean, not defensive player of the year. That's supposed to be Marcus Smart. But you get 43 dropping your head. And when Wiggins is guarding Jason Tatum, all of a sudden you just you get nervous. You pick up your dribble. You don't know where to go with it. You're not working the post fade right. 
and you're shooting like five of fifteen on him. It's not great stats. Yeah, nah, yeah. I think I believe it was he shot one and five in the fourth quarter in what was it, game four or five against Andrew Wiggins. No disrespect to Andrew Wiggins, first round pick, growing in with yeah, great number one overall, yeah. Off the Timberwolves and with the Warriors, but Jason Tatum, this club superstar, All NBA first team. You have to show me you deserve that. Because that finals performance did not show me all NBA first team. Yeah, it it didn't. It didn't. But Prodigy, um, like we've been talking a lot about how the Celtics sold, but let's talk Prodigy. Like I want I have this question for you. A lot of people since your Warriors won this fourth ring, and we'll talk we're not even gonna mention the whole thing about Curry and LeBron to the end. We'll get to that to the end. We'll we had to say that to the end. But Prodigy, I gotta ask you this question. As a Warriors fan, do you think this is the most earned, like, this is the, like, the real special, I mean, every finals win is special, every champ is special, but a lot of people are saying y'all really earned this one because, you know, the two with KD, super powered team, you know, super team, the first one, Kyrie and um, K-Love were injured, right? If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. Kyrie. Come so, on. like, do you do you think looking back as a Warriors fan from that beginning, like winning that chip in 15, and then now winning this one in 2022, do you think this is the most like this is the real like y'all earned it? Like this is like the real real special one, or do you think it really doesn't matter? I don't give a shit. Like we we got four sure. rings. <laughs> like, how do you feel about that? Like, which a lot of people are saying this is the chip that y'all really earned. Like, how do you feel about that? It was well deserved. Uh, just coming from being in the lottery two years ago, last year falling short in the play-in spot. Such a good game. Top top 10 of my favorite games of all time, by the way. Yeah. Um, And then Clay missing on, like, Clay missing 900 games, then Curry missing 63 games last year. It's, It's just fighting through consistent injuries. Um, and then I just got a shout out for sure. That coaching staff, the development team, just the teams that were former Warrior players that they signed wanted to be part of the front office. And that coaching staff is just great because um, they all are giving in knowledge to the young players, even the old players are learning from the new players. And then just getting like a former first rounder like Andrew Wiggins, developing him, getting somebody that's bounced around the G League as in Gary Payton, bringing him back. It's just those different things that one team might not have seen that the Warriors are gonna pick up and take their strengths and also focus on their weaknesses and to help them up so it was it was great it was great to see um I felt like this is a this was the most hard fought finals for the Warriors as well as just most hard fought Hmm. Yeah, it was a it was definitely for that man Wardell, that man Steph Curry, like finally got that MVP. But um let's keep it going. Like let's okay, so the season's over. We've been talking during the draft. The draft has actually just officially ended. That's really good. Um, but let's get into before we talk about these draft picks, like, you know, we'll talk about the draft picks for a little bit. 
But can we just talk about a little bit that's been popping off in the free agency circle? Like biggest thing, probably the biggest name in free agency right now is Mr. Kyrie. You know, Kai, I call him Kai Free. That's my guy. I love Kyrie Irving. He's my favorite point guard. But I know Mark's going to say some stuff about Kyrie here. We we talked a couple of days ago about Kyrie on the phone. Um, Kyrie has a list of teams. If he can't reach this deal with the Nets, he has a list of teams that he's considered. The Los Angeles Lakers, the Clippers, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Knicks, the Heats, the Mavericks, and the 76ers as teams he'd like to go to. Now, I want to I want y'all to keep in mind, all these teams would need a lot of help from the Nets to get this deal done. To even afford Kyrie because they don't have enough cap. So, well, from from that list, what do you think is the best team for him to go to that well puts him in the best position to win? And should should Kyrie even be doing this? Honestly, like do y'all think Kyrie should even be making this like making this jump because he still does have a Nets team, even though they did get swept by the Celtics. If he would have just been there, they probably would have put up a better fight and actually won a few games. Do you think Kyrie should even be leaving the Nets? Like, how do y'all feel about Kyrie trying to leave the Nets if they can't get a deal? Like, how do y'all, do y'all think he should leave the Nets? Because he has a better chance of making the playoffs in the East than the West. That's my opinion. But, hey, y'all think Kyrie should leave? Like, how me, y'all feel? Me, me personally, I want to say shout out to the Nets for standing up and being a man. They're, they're sick of it. And, and rightfully so. Kyrie is, just refuses to play basketball. Whatever the excuse is, he refuses to play a full season. If he's injured, that's one thing. But the Nets, they don't have any chemistry. If you can get Kyrie gone and bring in a guy to not even 100% replace him, but you can get some concrete chemistry in, they have a much better chance getting anywhere. Now, as far as Kyrie goes, I don't want him to go to the Lakers. The Lakers don't need to be spending money there, okay? If he wants to win, you know, I think the only reasonable options, the Mavericks could could do decently with them if they can afford them or you know get some doing. You know, it takes a lot of the load off of Luca, but they still have a defensive issue there as a team. Yeah. Um, the Clippers, that just seems like a lot of money going out of the window. There's only one ball. Um, I don't think the Knicks are winning anything soon. The 76ers, I don't know if Harden wants to deal with them anymore. And 76ers fans are rough. If Kyrie's not performing up to their expectations, Ben Simmons treatment. So honestly, I think it'd have to be either the Mavericks or the Heat. The Heat need help. Jimmy Butler needs help on the offensive side. They they're def- they can defend. They're big. They're physical. Jimmy Butler was out there alone on the court, having to put up every bucket. He's their whole half court scheme. Without him, they don't score in the half court. I'm thinking the best places is the Heat or the Mavericks one. Mm, yeah i i honestly agree with you like i like you know guys y'all know i am not the biggest you know i'm not the biggest lebron support i love lebron he's one like he's the best player of this generation i wouldn't mind Kyrie. you know i'm a Kyrie fan i love Kyrie, but he is oh he is like a kid like just that annoying kid at the playground sometimes but he is like such a gifted basketball player and you're right he is not playing basketball right now and he why would he even put the 76ers on that list I don't care if it's Joel and James Harden. James Harden don't want to play with you. He thinks you're toxic. Um, he does not. And it's like, like I would love for him to go back with LeBron. Like, because, you know, LeBron's trying to, LeBron still wants to win chips here, guys. Like, let's not get crazy. LeBron still wants to win. But, like, the Lakers can't really afford it. They will be putting themselves in a bind because, like, first of all, LeBron, 
LeBron's not going to be there too much longer. You know, he's hanging it up soon, guys. We're going to have to see it come to an end. But, like, it's like, like, honestly, it's just, uh, I don't know if it's the right time. You want to right your wrongs, but I don't know if LeBron wants to give you the chance to even right your wrongs with him. He, You apologized. He accepted your apology. But maybe he doesn't. And, like, I think I can agree with you with the heat. Definitely the heat need help. Jimmy Butler, oh, God, he needs help. But the heat, they going to have to tap into that. They're going to have to give up a lot to get Kyrie. And that's the thing. Pat, But don't be surprised. Remember, guys, remember Pat Riley at one point was pursuing Kyrie a couple of years ago when everything was going sideways with Boston. Pat Riley was thinking about tapping into that luxury tax. So, hey, look, I'm not saying Pat Riley wouldn't do it. But Pat Riley, Pat Riley, he don't like dysfunction on his team. So, you know, he know what he's signing up for. He go get that man. Plus, he still might be trying to pursue Donovan Mitchell. So, that's a – like, what do you want? Donovan's younger, less baggage like Kyrie. Pick your poison. And then the Ma- the Mavericks are – I think the Mavericks are the best option. Get the load off of Luka, but they got to fix the defensive side. And, yeah, you know, go read. Yeah, I like the Mavericks. Prodigy, what team do you like Kyrie going to out of those teams he listed? Mavericks seem the absolute most reasonable. Uh, the Heat are like a far, but not too far second, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if you, if you're actually like put your mindset in an actual like GM position if you're the heat. Got to give up somebody body major. I mean, because Kyrie's not a small market player um and if you want to take that next step if you're the miami heat your goal is not just to make the easter concert finals play seven games and just pack up and go to the club after the game hmm. okay yeah interesting uh like you talk about the heat giving up um i would definitely i would definitely think the heat would have to give up i know for facts the two people they won't give up are either bam or jimmy those are the two that are like off limits um just because those are the those are the two best players on their team. Like anybody else is anybody else can be given up, but those are definitely the two. Oh. Wait, what'd you say, Mark? Mark said something. He's only getting older too, so if they want to make a push, get him one. You get one now's the time to do it. You pull in whatever you gotta pull in to get there now. You were close this year. Went to game seven with the Celtics. Jimmy's only gonna get older. He's a physical player. He's not like a shooter. You know, he's a two-way, you know, he's a finisher. You know, he's going to take some abuse on his body. Bam's there right now. But if Bam leaves, you need those two guys. If you're going to make a push for it, now's the time to push. Mm. Yeah, I, I can ride. I could definitely ride with that, but for sure. Um, but let's we were talking about the Mavericks. Actually, let's actually just keep talking about the Mavericks real quick. They did just trade for that man. They might have got a little help on the defensive side, maybe, but they did just trade for Christian Wood. 
um, from the Houston Rockets. He's set to make 14.3 mil next year. So that's a gave Luca a little bit of help, maybe. I, I, I think it helps, especially with them not having a true big man beforehand, knowing that interior wise, you could have free will scoring on them in the paint. When Christian Wood down there, I think it definitely helps on the defensive end, knowing the paint's just not extremely sweet. Yeah. And he can get his own bucket too. So, you know, he can knock down a three when he's open. You know, he can score inside. I think I think it helps take loads off on both ends for Luca. I don't know how much it helps, but it helps for sure. Yeah, for sure. Now let's talk about these last these these free agent big name free agents out there so far. Most of them unrestricted, but of course the biggest one for me is you know I'm a Bulls fan is that boy Zach Levine, unrestricted free agent. We also have Jalen Brunson, Mavericks. Um, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure they're gonna find a way to bring they gotta bring it back. They don't. They just sold they just sold their souls to nothing. Um, Nicholas Batum he opted out his deal. Now, I don't. I think he's a good role player with any team he goes to. And then of course the the biggest one I think out of all this is DeAndre Ayton. Like. Like, let's Aiden talk about to get paid, but in the final in his in his playoffs, I'm sorry, in the playoffs, he, he didn't he didn't perform well. No, he, he, didn't, he didn't live up to what you needed there, especially playing the Mavericks. No true big man there, a team not great defensively, especially with paint defense. I feel like Aiden should have did more there. So, whether he gets you know something like a max or something less. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say he's earned that max after that playoff performance. See, I still could see him getting it easily, and I see yeah. him saying with the Suns, but I think the Suns will be slightly more hesitant to offer it now. Yeah, I can. I, I can ride with you there. Plus, he got suspended. He's been. He's had some issues there. He's been suspended like four times. Like, not the best keeper to actually know when you're playing. Um, he's yeah, had some a little issues. rocky. I've had him in fantasy every year. I know the struggle. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, like how you guys feel about um this man Zach? Like, how do you guys feel about my boy Zach Levine? Like he's I think he's the most interesting player in this free agency market because he definitely has proven he's worth the money. But the question is, Zach, you wanna win. He said he wants to win, but he doesn't really know what he wants. Like he's literally he said he's gonna test out the market, but like we literally our entire team last year put pieces around like this was basically his team we grab we went and grabbed pieces for him to help him be better but you know deandre you know deandre um you know that boy demar kind of you know that deal kind of made it look like it's his team now so there was a there's that little but zach he wants he said he wants to win but he wants his money he wants his earned money that he deserves but do y'all considering zach levine really doesn't know what he wants how do you think how valuable he is going to be in free agency considering his asking price because he wants a super max but he doesn't know what he really wants if he wants because he's still young so he still can flodge around yeah. if he really wants to win a title but like how do you like I, do you think teams can really commit to giving him that much money considering he played for the bulls and we didn't really have nobody for those few amount of years when he was first there we didn't have nobody to score until we got demar and demar showed he can carry as much as zach was carrying so I'm not saying Zach's value has pushed down for us, but he definitely is the, I'll say he was the reason why we were so much better last year. But like with Zoe coming back, Zoe just makes everybody better. So it's that question of, we want to keep Zach Levine. We offered him like, I think this $210 million deal for five years. He's like, I'm gonna test the market, see what else I can be, what more I can get. But 
these teams that he could probably get money from, you're not winning a chip at all. Like, let's be for real. It's like you're back in Minnesota. Like, like, how do you feel about Zach Levine here? Like, how do you feel like where do you think he's where where he would fit outside of just Chicago? We fit back well with us, but like where do you think he fit well if a team can get him? Where do you think he should go if they can get him a deal? Well, I will also I'll say it's not necessarily his fault that DeMar DeRozan was having an MVP caliber season. I mean, he came in and he like you said, he he carried the load. A lot of the games he took control, he carried the load completely. And the Bulls, you know, they had players coming in and out because of injuries, like um, Lonzo Ball not playing. So, yeah, you know, they had some injuries. DeMar had an MVP-level season. So it's not necessarily Zach Levine's play that's being questioned here. It's just he was surrounded by so much. But with that Supermax deal, I think the if he wants to win, I think he may have to sacrifice that Supermax. Zach Levine, I think, will have to go to a team and be the second option. He'll have to be a, a Jalen Brown kind of guy to a Jason Tatum. Nothing against Zach Levine, but if if he wants to be the number one guy, like, like Kyrie when he originally left Cleveland, if you want to be the number one guy and you want your Supermax, you, um, how far can you take him? How far can you take them? If you want to go to the finals, you need to be looking to be, all right, where's a team that needs one more piece that I fit in that I'm going to take us to the next level, the second best option in my opinion. You want to get paid? That's a completely different story. You want that super max? Don't expect to see the finals. But if you're willing to take a little pay cut and be the number two option, then yeah, you have a lot of options where you can go somewhere and you know be a Paul George to a Kawhi Leonard, is a Jalen Brown to a Jason. You know how important his money is. Still young, but it's going to be up to him what's more important to him. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Because I think he's probably going to be the he's going to be one of the most talked about players coming out of free agency. Um, but. The safest thing for him to do is to come back to Chicago because we all like our deal isn't bad. It's basically what he's asking for. He just wants a tad bit more, just a tad bit more. But it's like Zach, we could we we've given you a really probably a really just pure point guard, and so Demar Vooch is a gets Vooch gets buckets. Um, his defense is so questionable to me. Patrick Williams is the only outlier. Patrick Williams stay healthy. I think we're better off. We're a better team because he provides that defensive presence. And you got Caruso coming off the bench. Ayo, Dasuno, you know, we've got a good bench role players. Like, it's just, you know, that money, Zach. Like, hey, man, look, he's got till, you know, till whenever to accept the deal. Two, 210, five years, take it or leave it. Um, So they, it's on him, you know. We lose Zach Levine. That's going to be a big bummer. That's really going to take us, push us a, a step back. We did just get um, we're getting into the draft now, but we did just get a, you know, a six seven guard in the draft. So that he's not replacing Zach Levine. Hell no, it's going to take forever to replace Zach Levine. But hey, man, look, like it is what it is. But I think he most looked at player coming out, like coming into free agency outside of Kyrie, but. We've been holding off too long, bro. Y'all, y'all, let's get to this draft real quick. Let, let's talk about this draft for like the next 15, 20 minutes before we get out of here, bro. How did y'all feel about – we all from Florida. We all Florida boys. Well, well, Mark's more like a Cali guy. He's lived in Cali longer than he's lived in Florida, but he's still a Florida boy. How y'all feel about the Orlando Magic taking – passing up on Jabari Smith and 
Chet Homer. How you pronounce his last name? I don't know. Tall Chet white. Boy. Yeah, Holmgren. Yeah. How y'all feel about them passing up on them two boys and getting that boy out of Duke, Paulo Ranchero? How y'all feel about them passing up again, Paulo? I, think- I was I was a little surprised. I thought Jabari Smith Jr. was going to go ahead of him. I thought he was going to go to the Magic. I thought I thought he'd be a good fit too. He's a guy with certified scoring, great jump shoot, jump shot shooter, six um, ten. You know, got a good size on him. I, I didn't see Chet fitting in there necessarily. He's got to put some more weight on. Um, I think he's closer to more to like a Kristaps Porzingis than a Kevin Durant. But I thought Jabbar Smith Jr. was going to go to the Magic. I don't hate the pick for sure. Uh, Paul's a great player, um, especially uh, once the tournament started, he, he upped his game. Um, I like Paulo. I think he needs to work on his three a little bit and a little bit on the defensive end. But, um, yeah, we'll see this season exactly how he fits into the whole scheme. Um, either way, with Jabari Smith or Paulo, I didn't expect much out of the Magic this year, even with them having the first pick. It's not like I'm expecting them to automatically go to the playoffs or be in a play-in. Um, but don't hate the Paulo pick. I definitely saw it was either Paulo or Jabari Smith. I just had my money on Jabari Smith. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I really thought it was Jabari Smith, just generational talent. Um, So good. His mom is a coach, I believe. Um, And no, no, no. Paulo's mom is one of their moms is a coach. But yeah, Jabari Smith, I was surprised that he didn't get picked. But hey, it's all good. Houston's getting a monster in Jabari Smith after losing Christian Wood. They need somebody to come and carry the load. Um, this I think he was the most talked about player coming out of the draft. Shit. Um, our boy out of Gonzaga. Do y'all? Well, just overall, with all of OKC probably dominated, they were probably the most talked about team in the play in the draft this year because all the first round picks they had. Um, there's a question I had down here about OKC. Um, they had three first round picks. Do you guys think that OKC can get back to us, like even close to where they were when they first when they first had that young core with winning wise, like you know when they had. Westbrook, Harden, you know, Durant, like that young core, like they just drafted a lot of young guys. They've got 18 picks in the next four or five years. So that'll let a lot of young guys there that can, do y'all think OKC can get back to those winning ways with a young core? Like, how do you guys think about, how do you guys feel about OKC in the next few years? Like after watching this drive, do you think these guys in the first round can help them even get, even like over the hump? Like, you know, to play in spots who like not at the bottom of the barrel. Like, how do you guys feel about OKC in the next for the next few years? OKC went 24 and 58, didn't qualify for the playoffs. Young court, like you said, and I'm 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 actually happy with Chet going there because I think he fits OKC with their kind of lineup with Shy at the one, Josh Giddy at the two, Duarte at the three. I can see Chet fitting in there perfectly fine. I think he needs to put some weight on, clearly, not even being 200 pounds and being a seven-footer. And although they have, you know, Chet Holgram, Jalen Williams, they got, uh, who is it, uh, Diang from the Knicks and Trader Peyton Watson, I, yeah. I like their picks, but I don't – I think I think that the Oklahoma City Thunder just need more time. They need more time. They need to develop these guys. They developed – Katie, Harden, Westbrook, Serge, these guys had time to develop. And they were young when they went to the finals. Katie, I believe, was, what, 22, 24? Yeah, I think it was 24. Yeah. And they were young. I just think that 
Chet's going to need time to develop, build up some size on his frame for sure. Because a lot of these big true fives, they're going they're going to have a field day with him, especially in the low post, you know, on the low block. They're going they're going to they're going to work him, and so I think it'll take some time for Chet to adjust, just like straight up physicality of it. But college basketball, you know, they play defense there. Every every guy plays defense there. They give him a hundred percent. The NBA, I'd like to say that, but you know, you can see some laziness out of some eighteen, about you know, six boards, seven boards, a block or two. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I think Oklahoma just needs a little bit more time. Time to develop these guys. Josh Kitty to develop more. Dwart to develop more. Yeah. Um, and you know, maybe next year they could they hit a playing spot. Um, but I don't, I don't see much out of this season. I think they just need a little bit more time. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Definitely feel that. Um, another team that I think made noise in the draft was the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, oh, I'm sorry, not, the, not getting them to the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I, I was impressed with the Grizzlies. Um, for sure, like these trades and all that. Um, them getting Ty Ty Washington Jr. from Kentucky, like. Yes, like I'm surprised he fell down that low. Like it made sense why he fell down that low because a lot of teams need or a lot of teams in the first round, especially in the lottery, needed a forward or a big. But I liked Memphis getting Ty Ty Washington. Um, and definitely when they um, the trade from Philadelphia or whatever, can't remember exactly how it all went. But when they got David Roddy that forward, I think he. No, no, no. It was a trade from Minnesota when they got Jake Lowry, the four, the four from Wake Forest. I thought they got him. What is it? It's uh, it, it's it's one of them. Seventy Sixers. It's traded yeah. for Danny Green. Yeah. Uh, and the pick for De'Anthony Melton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I, I liked it. I like their. I think they're giving Ja um pieces out here that he needs. Um, and. I'm, I'm, you know, let's talk about it. Memphis was a really good team this year, even without Ja. So great. They they arguably played even better without Ja, which is a crazy thing to say. Yeah. But when without Ja, they were winning still, and with Ja, they were winning. Yeah. So this is I liked what they did in this first round. So I can't wait to see what they do summer league and all that. Prodigy, I think something I was on the call earlier. Prodigy was saying he's going to definitely watch summer league. To see how oh, this, yeah, gotta tap in. Like how this stuff turns out because this, like this, the lottery was really, really good. I would say, like these players, there was a lot of depth in this draft. Um, I'm gonna say it. Um, my Bulls. Uh, you know, I, Michael Jordan is on my hit list right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm some. I'm hear me out. I love Michael Jordan to death. I'm always calling him the goat, but right now I'm I'm hurt. I'm hurt, bro. Like, it's because he's the goat. He, you know, he he went and stole Marcus Williams out of our hands. That's another player. Like how many straight years that we wanted that Charlotte got and Jordan took from us. Um, he took Mark Williams from Duke, fifteenth overall. I wanted him in Chicago. He's a pure big, good shot blocker, great rebounder. We need that in Chicago. That's literally what we need. Um, and but you know we got Dalen Terry, guard Arizona. You know, they call him a Swiss Army knife. You know, he's six seven. He can get some boards, but he's a big guard. He's a big card, but you know, big like, guard, seven foot wingspan. I mean, yeah, it's pretty good, but 
you know, how he's going to fit in the rotation is going to be a little bit interesting because, you know, our, our primary guards coming off the bench are, we have a lot of guards on our bench. Like we have Caruso, we have, um, I feel like, I honestly feel like Kobe White's going to be in trade or trade. Like we're definitely putting him in some trade talk. So like he, he's a good player. He gets buckets, but I don't think we're committed to him long-term. I feel like they're going to try to trade him soon. Now with Caruso getting healthy, I mean, yeah, Caruso, he's not going anywhere. He's literally, I think he was the key to us last year with Lonzo going defensively. He carried the defense. So I'm I'm curious how he's gonna work. He's a you know, like you mentioned, Dalen Dalen Terry? Dalen Terry. Yeah, Dalen Terry. I think he's gonna do well. Um I'm just curious how we're gonna work him in our scheme, um, and all that. But I can't wait to see what he does, you know. Drafted 18th overall, he's gonna have to play. Like, let's not be crazy. He's gonna play, and I think he'll do well just figure out how that's going to work in that system but mark let's talk about your you know your los angeles lakers y'all traded into the draft and y'all got um y'all were the which max christie with the 35th pick yeah max christie like how you feel about that like how do you feel about y'all getting max christie out of michigan state you know he's a he's a lanky guy lanky guard uh going in at 6'6 here um so hopefully that long length translates to um, some good defense out of him for sure um he has he has some good shooting um I think we'll have to you know work on the three-point a little bit you know but hey he's a big guard you know he can get his own bucket he can go in he's quick he he does good in the mid-range he can slash fine um yeah i don't i don't know exactly what role we're going to fulfill especially with a lot of our players right now being on the older side Mm -hmm. um definitely a a breath kind of a fresh air um but hopefully we can develop him um get him in the rotation get some good production out of him hopefully um i would like a little bit more size he's around like 190 Mm -hmm. oh you know six six one ninety not not the heaviest guy, but uh, he's quick on his feet for sure. So that'll definitely help him uh, with good agility, getting to the hoop, going ahead, creating some space. And six uh, six with the you know big wingspan around six eight, he should be able to have some good defense uh, guarding other guards here. So I'm I'm not mad about the pick. I I like the pick. I don't yeah. think it's a bad pick at all. Um, you know our only pick. So hey. Yeah. Can't complain too much. Can't complain. Um, we only got one. Yeah, that's the same with me. I can't complain too much. <laughs> but um, yeah. Out of all the guys left on the board, um, you know, at the top of this third round, I'm I'm not mad about it. Um, yeah, no, not mad about it. Sweet, sweet, awesome, awesome, awesome. A couple other things to mention in the draft before we go on to our keep it a hundred segment. Mark, we'll talk to you about keep it at a hundred, but um. Couple other teams that um like we should definitely like not shy past and um of course the defending champs you know they had a few picks um I believe this year um I don't know that Prodigy's still in the room I haven't looked at the screen is he still there Yeah he's still here Prodigy how did you think about like did you well I don't know if you watched all the draft but did y'all did you see who you guys got in the draft like how do you think you guys did in the draft because yeah, I'm one of the better development teams in the NBA. So how do you what do you think you guys did in the draft with your picks? I like we did. We did. I feel like we did okay. Um I still think we need some depth at the like power forward 
Actually, no, we got we got depth at the power forward. Yeah, Patrick Baldwin, I mean, he's six ten. Y'all got he's um, a forward. He he's got, got a jump shot forward. on him. Um, no, Wiseman's a center. Healthy. Jesus. Yeah, if he's healthy, so yeah. if he's healthy, uh, he can shoot consistently on the floor. I think he definitely helps kind of stretch the floor out with especially your guys' kind of gameplay, kind of like a bigger auto porter, but hopefully with some some better defense. Especially having the seven foot wingspan being at six ten, yeah. Um, but I think I mean the Warriors are definitely a shooting team. They're yeah. kind of play. You guys need perimeter shooters, um, and guys like Otto Porter stepped up in the finals, and you know they did their job. You know, uh, I think you guys should develop Kaminga some more for sure. I thought he definitely deserved some playing time in the finals, but that's neither here or there. But I think the Patrick Baldwin Jr. pick's a good pickup. Yeah, it was a great Six ten can knock down a shot. Should be able to defend good, grab some boards. I don't think he's a bad pickup. No. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Don't think there's any other teams that really caught 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 my eye. Um the Knicks just oh, I'm tripping. We gotta talk. This is the laughing stock. I'm not saying they're the laughing stock, but um they're the, the sac the, 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 the sacrament. <laughs> The Sacramento Kings, my boys. Oh. Sacramento Kings. Did they do it? You know, you know, Keegan Murray, Ford Iowa, fourth overall pick. Do you guys see this team doing anything within the next two years? No. No. Okay. I thought they should have got Jaden Ivey. He was on the board. You let him slip past you for Keegan Murray. I think Jaden Ivey takes a lot of the pressure off De'Aaron Fox, helps offensively another guy who can get his own shot. You got some bonus there too. He can knock down a shot, get some rebounds. He's a big dude. I thought for sure they're going Jaden Ivey here. Super surprised by the Keegan Murray pick. Yeah. But um hey, I mean, hopefully, um, you know, he fits good in the rotation. Can help out some bonus on. I mean, he's six nine, so he's not a small dude. Yeah. Um he can knock down his buckets, get some boards, you know, be a quality big man. Um, you know, maybe it helps. I don't, I don't think it helps too much, especially with De'Aaron Fox being more of a slasher over a shooter. Seems yeah. like it's going to be a highly paint-oriented team. Uh, a lot of drives. So they're getting their foul calls. I hope they can knock their free throws. But they're not liking the calls they're getting. Then um, they go down. It's going to be hard to go and catch back up on another team, especially with a lot of the teams now having perimeter shooting. I think – Definitely should have went with Jaden Ivey, but we'll we'll see how it plays out for him. I don't expect much though. Yeah, I I can I can completely agree, but right, we're about to wrap it up. We got to be out y'all hairs, but before y'all already know what we're gonna do last before we do anything. We're gonna get our keeping it a hundred segment. We've been keeping it a hundred the entire at the bar the entire time, but we finna keep it a hundred. So Mark, keeping a hundred segment is basically last few minutes of the episode. We get a couple questions, and we each have 100 seconds to give our full, honest opinion, no holding back. If you don't like it, you can do all the whatever. Like, sometimes we've gotten crazy. Prodigies let out a few very loud cuss words before. It don't matter. We can cuss on this podcast. No one gives a shit. Like, but yeah, just let it out. You got 100 seconds to give your full, honest opinion on this matter. And this, keeping it 100, is going to be a little bit different. Um. We usually do a different question every time, but we're going to switch it up. 
this keeping it 100, we're all going to answer this question, which is going to be interesting because um, we've never done it before. We always get a different question. We each get one question to answer, but this one, um, we talked about this. I decided to do this because we all talked about this kind of, y'all had called me a couple of days ago to ask me this question, but um, a little bit different, but y'all called and asked me about my top, my top 10 um, NBA all time. And so we had some, you know, of course, everybody has different top tens. Like, I honestly, I, I think my favorite top ten I've ever heard was my dad's, but that was like five years ago. And I know it's changed over the years. Like, he changes his top ten like he changes his socks. It's it's crazy. But anyway, <laughs> but guys, yes. So this keeping it a hundred segment. And um, we usually have our guests go first. But Prodigy, I'm going to let you go first, actually, since it involves your team and your guy. But for this keeping it a hundred segment, guys, you get, probably you got a hundred seconds to give your full honest opinion on this. Keep it in a hundred. And the question is this: After winning his fourth final, and y'all already know where I was going with this. After winning his fourth finals, and winning finding finally winning a finals MVP, being one of the five players to average thirty five and five in a finals, is Steph Curry? a top 10 player all time prodigy keeping it a hundred in your time actually i'm gonna switch it up a tad bit they also wanted to throw in this ridiculous thing about if you want to talk about this prodigy as well about you know the whole thing of comparing him and lebron you could do that please don't it's a stupid argument but if you want to do that go on ahead but is curry is curry a top 10 player all time after winning this finals keeping it a hundred in your time starts now no he's not he's not um you know i saw the same i saw the same question asked on uh on instagram and immediately i had to tap into some uh into the comments and um, some some casuals said um, he's top three. He's not he's not three or two. Um, they have they had some of them listed over uh, over Bill Russell. Uh, crazy take. Um, or is uh, Overtime, Kev said. I, I I just don't have him there. Um, I had him at eleven. Literally this earlier this week, I have him at like twelve. Um, you know, I feel like he just has. He has. He has. I think he has to win one more, and then a one more chip in a finals MVP, I believe, and then he's at ten. Because I think Kobe has five, two finals MVPs. And I think a regular season MVP? I think, yeah, I think so. Um, And I I think he'll he'll top, he'll crack my top 10 for sure. Your time time just ended. Okay, so you say no. You say no, okay. And he's at your 12. Um, okay, cool. Um, well, if you want to do this, since you say you have him at 12, do you want to possibly um, you know, we still have we still have a good 
10 minutes here. Do you want to possibly give to people in your top 10? If you don't, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll skip past that. We'll just, we'll have everybody else answer. Um, I'm going to let Mark go last since he's our guest at the bar. Um, I'm going to go next. Um, and my time, I will track my own time since I got my phone right here. And I will start now. This has been a really tough question, honestly, because like, you know, it's like it's a lot of things you have to consider to really put somebody in the top 10 all time. You know, that's like a big, big thing to do. Top 10 all time. So it's um, but, you know, I look at we all look at players differently. That's the beauty of basketball, you know, and the only reason like and it's probably going to change. It changes all the time. Like I'm like my dad. I change everything like I change my socks. But right now. I do still Oh, Lord, I thought I was glitching there. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Okay, I thought the Zoom thing was messing up. But I, I have, right now, I do have Curry, a top 10 player. Number 10, only because he really has revolutionized the game. I'm looking, not even outside of, you know, he's won four finals. He's finally got his finals MVP. It's the way he's really revolutionized the game, like, for the next generation, you know? probably he's basically the greatest three-point shooter of all time him and you know that's no neither nor there you know he's got that on his moniker he's in elite company with mj braun i think larry burt a couple other people he he's he's just he's done a, he's done a lot and he's such a dynamic player right now i have him in my top 10 because of how, and what he did in the finals was absolutely crazy um my 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 idea could change but he's probably in my top 10 just because of how he's revolutionized the game and what he's accomplished is there won't be another Steph Curry, but yeah. And my time just ended, so I couldn't finish my thought, but Hey, it is what it is. I have him in my top 10 last, but not least our boy, Marcus, our boy, Marcus gets to answer this question. Mark, you've got a hundred seconds after winning his fourth final fourth finals and winning finals MVP is Steph Curry, a top 10 player all time, keeping and get a hundred in your time starts uh, now no and i will personally explain why yeah please do curry changed the game it is a completely new era with steph curry now steph curry has some blemishes on his record holding him back though steph curry you beat up on an injured Cavs team in 2015 blew a 3-1 lead made history blowing a 3-1 lead in the finals Granted, it was by my goat, who I consider the goat, LeBron James. Then, no fault to your own, but you picked up Kevin Durant on a team where you already have you, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. And now you pick up Kevin Durant, four Hall of Famers on one team? I don't care if you're the best player on there, which Kevin Durant was the best player on, the, on those teams. But four Hall of, future Hall of Famers? I can't put you in my top 10. Not only that, one finals MVP, that hurts. You know, Kobe went and said, you know what? I'm not going to be Shaq second my whole life. I'm going to go get two on my own. But the people in the top 10 have too much going for them to go ahead and him to crack the list. I also have him at number 12. And I, I have no problem telling you every person I have above him as well. Uh, do um, you still got 15 seconds left? So I don't know if you're gonna have time, but yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it real quick. At, I have Curry 12, at 11, I have Kobe, 
10, I have Wilt. Nine, I have Larry Legend. Eight, Hakeem. Seven, Shaq. Six, Bill Russell. Five, Tim Duncan. Four, Magic Johnson. Three, Kareem. Two, Jordan. And Brian one. Well, your time ended, but I wasn't really caring, honestly. Uh, that's, yeah, like, honestly, um, we all, I think we all make good points. Um, Mark, you definitely, like, definitely that three, I think the biggest blemish on Steph Curry's record is that three, like, that teams of 3-1 in the finals are 33-1. and one, And that one is, that 33-1 and that one is, Jesus, am I still, I don't know, that, that one is the Golden State Warriors 2016. Now, obviously, people... So all the people out there, I was one of these people before, um, you know, you know, there's a lot to be said. Draymond got suspended. That ruined momentum. Technically, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. To now, it doesn't matter. And I say that because you could have got the, you guys could have got them in game six. I mean, not game six. You guys could have got them um, game, well, game seven in Oracle. Like, come on. It's Oracle. Like, how do you I, I feel like I hear myself glitching. Um, Y'all can hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Zoom. But how you, you can't blow a game seven in Oracle. I think that's the I think that really was a big bummer for Curry. Um that three one. Of course a lot of other people played factors. Um but yeah, that three one hurt a lot. Um, you know, I can't even say him losing to the Raptors because that just was a well that too. He was, you know, KD dropped, but you know, Clay's injury just ruined. I can't. It it hurt a lot. It hurt a lot for like, you know, because Clay, you know, Clay going down, you know, that ruined the momentum. But you know, Curry, you're the lead. Curry, you're the leader of the team. Yeah, you, you got to carry it through. But you know, that's that's how suspension counts against him. I, it does. I don't. I don't do that because yeah, he put up forty one. But when Draymond came back the next game, he put up forty one again. It didn't change anything. Brown still dropped 41 for the W. That, and yeah. Curry's not known to be great in game seven. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah, that's a thing. That's the thing. He's it's not known. It's he, been game threes and game sevens where he can't show up. Yeah, it's a, there there was no game seven this year. Yeah. I wish there was a game seven. That would have been a great Father's Day present, by the way, for, for any father out there to watch a game NBA Final 7. Great Father's Day, yeah. We have to get out your hairs, you guys. We appreciate y'all. That's been a – I don't know how long the episode going to be, but it doesn't matter. We've had longer episodes. But y'all can follow me on Instagram. Well, actually, I take that back. Follow – I got to shout out Brackets and B-Rolls. Make sure y'all check them out. Um, um, Quattro's other ep- um, series with Fly Guy Tie. But make sure y'all check us out on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official and Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. Also, y'all can follow me on Instagram, Slick, without the C underscore Rob 2 bs underscore on Instagram. And where can they find you, Prodigy? You can find me at Prodigy Photo Dump underscore Name Change Pending for Show. Okay, and for our guest that joined us at the bar today, our boy Mark, where can they find you on the socials? Man, you can follow my Instagram. It's dot Marcus One I T Z dot Marcus M A R C U S One. Um, and I really don't use any Twitter. Man. So, uh, Instagram it is. Awesome, awesome. We appreciate that. We appreciate y'all for rocking with us, sitting at the bar, drinking with us, and we're gonna be catching y'all later. And one more thing, one more thing before we let y'all go. 
this is a very valuable lesson. And I actually learned this going to like when I first went to a bar. Never, ever leave your drink unattended. Never. You just don't. You just don't. And if you're gonna pay for a shorty's drink, um, make sure you leave you leave with something. That's all I have to say. But y'all got anything else y'all want to say before we get out of here? Um no. No, I'm actually good. I was gonna say an inside joke, but uh, only only me and Mark know that inside joke. So um, I can't say that inside. I'll, joke. I'll say this: if if you're a casual at sports, it's okay. Just get you some knowledge before you talk about what you're talking about. And I really hope the Lakers get their stuff together. Yeah, we all hope all our teams together. But we appreciate y'all. Thank you for rocking with us, Cafeteria Talk. We are out.